What up, everybody? It's your girl Tata. And your girl Zupa. And welcome back to another episode of Fall Awake. Um, on today's episode, we're going to actually be talking about intimate relationships. And uh, we ain't no gurus here. We have a lot of failed relationships. <laughs> all right. <laughs> a little bit more than that. But we're just going to be diving more into the topic, um, talking a little bit about what it means to be in a relationship, when you know you're ready to be in a relationship, and some of the work that you have to do internally, as well as some of the signs and red flags to stay away from if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. This is like a topic that I wanted to stay away from. Yeah. For like a very long time. Yeah. Because you know, I don't like to put my <laughs> business in the street. But you know, it was eventually we were gonna have this conversation. Mm. So um the goal is really to like open up space to uh dive deep into like maybe areas that sometimes you hear a lot of people talk about relationships, mm. you know. And it seems like everybody wants to be in a relationship. I really don't know why. Okay, I do know why. It okay. says the newly single person. Yeah, newly single. Um, That's why. We'll get to that, that a little later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just find that it's such a topic that people talk about it so much. It never really interested me to talk yeah. about it. I'm like, there's so many podcasts talking about relationships. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as I hear a lot of, of it, like I feel like there's some nuances missing. So we're going to dig deep into it today. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, before we get into it, like... Let's talk about some of our relationships. Exactly, so... I'll let you go first. <laughs> I, you set me up for I that. always, always do. Okay, so what you want to know? Um, Getting my business. Talk about, like, uh, you know, something that you've learned uh, over the years of having relationships and having relationships that failed. Mm, um, I think that, uh, you know, when you're in a relationship... It's it's a lot to do with you more than the other person, like your experience. What um, do you mean? I feel like a lot of our experiences, whether positive or negative, um, it's very often we shift the, uh, we project onto the other, people. the other person, the partner, when a lot of it has to do with us. Like Basically what I'm trying to say is that throughout my uh, trajectory in relationships, uh, I only became more and more comfortable by taking agency over my own life mm-hmm. and not feeling uh, victimized by whoever I'm with, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, not sitting in a victim's seat and being like, oh, poor me, this is happening to me. And I feel like when you do take agency and be like, you know, I don't accept this or this is not something that makes me happy or this makes me happy, mm-hmm. this is what I would like to do. It's like, it, it takes a lot of, time of reflection Mm -hmm. on your own self yeah like what is going on with me and a lot of people don't take the time to reflect on their own self yeah and what's crazy is that sometimes you do that when you are in a relationship and then when you uh get to know yourself you realize like oh maybe this is not the relationship for me Mm -hmm. or uh maybe this is the relationship for me but this is the way the ways in which i have to change in order for it to become a better relationship to sustain it um but the inner work that you have to do is extremely important because otherwise what you have is just multiple failed relationships Mm -hmm. and you go from one it ends you kind of have this superficial uh, reasoning as to why it ended, you shift the blame onto the other person fully. And Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes they are mm. to blame. Yeah, you know. But even when they are to blame, 
It uh, takes two to tango. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And even if you were passive, maybe being passive was the problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe being insecure in in a in a very uh, scary way or in a way that made you a victim was the problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you continuously move from one relationship to another, being that same victim, being uh, insecure in those w- same ways, you're gonna reap the same uh, results. Yeah. So it's very important to see like how did I contribute to it? And even if you were a victim, you did contribute to it in a way. Mm-hmm. And so that has been. That's what I really learned, and that's why I'm single. Cause girl, <laughs> no, I I feel like I've definitely learned a lot. Um, I've learned more through failed relationships than I have through anything else. And I've had relationship that ended that I wouldn't consider a fail. Exactly. I would consider it a plus because I was able to flourish and grow. You know what I mean? Um, when I mean like a failed relationship, I'm speaking more of those toxic relationships. Maybe it was abusive. There was manipulation. There was a little bit of gaslighting. Um, you know, it was a little bit where, you know, uh, we weren't treating each other with the respect and love that, that the other person needed. Um, and then there's also those relationships that ended where, you know, it ended for all valid reasons, right? It ended because maybe the boundaries were too enmeshed. Maybe Maybe there was a little bit of codependency going on. And in order for me to really get to know myself, I had to leave, you know. But first thing first, I'll talk about the toxic ones. Um, I feel like what I've learned most from the failed relationships that were toxic, the most important thing for me was the importance of boundaries, right? I still don't have that really... um, put together. I still don't have an idea. Like I have more of an idea of the boundaries that I'm supposed to have. I'm still working on appropriate ways to really um, put them in place and, and hold them and not waver. You know what I mean? Not not waver, not be double-minded in my values, in, in, in my code, you know? Um, but more so, it really taught me about um, the fact that how we teach people how to treat us, you know what I mean? And a lot of times when we're in these relationships, we allow so many chances, we allow years to go by thinking that things will get better because we're looking at the person through our own lens. We're not taking them at face value for who they really are. Sometimes we're looking at them for the potential they have. We see that they can be great caregivers. We see that they can be you know, hardworking. Yeah, they're friendly, they're nice whatsoever. And sometimes it's the potential that we believe that they could have in the future. Right? Um, right now, what I'm trying to do more is see people for who they are. You know what yes. I mean? Not because of my feelings, not let my feelings cloud my judgment, which I feel like me being such a feeling and emotional person, I automatically, um, you know, I often let my feelings judge, uh, my, like, take, like the the, lead. take the lead. Yeah. yeah, and not my mind. You know, I'm more of a feeler. Uh, some people are more logical and rational in, in their decisions. Me, I just, like, I get that feeling. And, you know, even though I say I don't believe in falling in love, I believe that love is a choice, but I choose to love based off of a feeling. You know mm. what I mean? Um, but um, I could definitely say that, you know, through everything, I each relationship that failed, like, I don't hate my exes at all. No, yeah, me You know neither. what I mean? Even those who were extremely I mean, abusive. Maybe one. <laughs> <laughs> Even those who were like extremely abusive, I don't say I hate them. What I say is like, what was it in me that I tolerated that for so long? Mm-hmm. You know, what what qualities did I not yet form, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, especially now, um, with everything that I'm going through, and I and like my age, and like I I really feel like dating in your like teens and twenties is like I don't know, it's like all. It's like a facade a little bit, you know what I mean? We don't really, I didn't really grasp, like, you know, the, uh, um, I didn't really get a good understanding of the components of a real healthy relationship. Once you're used to, like, just toxicity, it's like, 
that's all you know, so that's all you attract. Um, but like now that I'm older, I really find that I have a different outlook on myself, which moving forward for the relationship I have in the future, mm -hmm. I'm hoping to also have a different outlook on that. You know, the type of people that I'll go for, the type of people that I'll even allow in my space. Yes. You know what I mean? Like people could pass by. You know what I mean? They don't need to park up in my lot. You know exactly. what I mean? And right now I'm just, I just keep praying for more and more discernment so I can discern between the people who are just passing by for a season or those who are meant to park up in my lot for a reason. You know, um, we're going to get back to the, like, what, like, to really dive into what is toxicity, like, because it's it's such a, a trending topic. Word, yeah. yeah a, tre a trending uh, word. It's like toxic this, toxic that. Yeah. Like, what is it really? Uh, but I really like what you're saying because the, the part of, Parking in your in your life, in your parking lot, mm. which is life, guys, <laughs> um, and just like a by like a bypasser, by. yeah. Um, I feel like you and I have like a different kind of way of like dealing with that. Like after uh, like a failed relationship, mm. oh, I don't like to say failed. It, it is what it is. I feel yeah. like I learned a lot mm -hmm. in all the relationships that I've been. Well, the most recent one, I learned a lot mm -hmm. about myself. Mm -hmm. which was very necessary. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, like, my boundaries are so rigid now. Mm -hmm. You know, it really takes a lot for a guy to get my attention. Um, you know, even if I'm dating, I'm going to lose interest very fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I used to date for, like, potential. Like, I could date a guy saying, like, oh, he would be An a amazing great father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He would be um, this and this and that. He's so ambitious in his mind. And eventually it's going to turn into action. I could, mm. I could justify loving a person before like that. But now it's like, no, like no potential. Like yeah. it's either it is now or it is not. And um, it's, it's very hard for me to date nowadays because I'm like, no, I don't, I don't see. Like I saw this post that says, uh, <laughs> it said, uh, when they say there's uh, plenty of fish in the sea, and then she turned the camera and, and all the, the fish. fish were dead. <laughs> so it's like... Like, they, not for me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, uh, fishing is hard nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but in, in, in your case, I feel like you're still, like, oh, yeah. so so willing to, like, yeah. and open, you yeah. know? And I wish but I was more I, like I think that. it's different. Like, what I tell people, I think, like, all the trauma and abuse I've been through in my life, like, I should be freaking rigid, yeah. you know? But God bless me with a heart that just overflows with love for, I think, for a reason to teach me about proper boundaries. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm always willing to give love, and I'm hoping to receive it too. But it's like, I will always be like that, and I just need to know. Like, right now, what I'm like how I have in my mind and what I'm adopting is like, how can I be a better woman to the next person that's in my life? It's not necessarily about the potential that the man necessarily has, but I believe that, you know, how can I still have my identity, my life, and still complement his, you know what I mean? But at the same time, being the best person I can be for myself and for this person. How could I love this person like, like he's never been loved before by a woman? You know what I mean? And in return, how could I I serve and submit to him so that he can serve and submit to me in return. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think like a lot of people, the way they um, they deter in regards to their perspective on relationship is that they're so focused on the potential of someone else. What can that other person do? How can that other person make me feel? How can that other person make me happy? When they really need to take the time to think like, am I even happy in my own skin first? Because if I'm not, I cannot even expect someone to make me happy. And you know what? It's, it's like supposed to be a cycle, you know what I mean? A circle. 
the more you, you well, you know, it's, it's not always like that, but the more you, res you give, you're supposed to get, and you're supposed to make sure that you find someone who could reciprocate your actions. You know what I mean? Reciprocity. Yeah. Let's get into yeah. it. Reciprocity is a big one, mm -hmm. you know. Um, before we get deep into the conversation, I just want to know, like, for you, um, what are some of the things that you think a person has to achieve in order to be in a relationship, if any? Yeah. Okay, me, I hate when people say, oh, you have to heal first before getting a relationship. I was broken, and a relationship helped me heal because I had the stability and time to be able to focus on me. Right. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, you have to heal first and then get in a relationship. Well, like, honestly, everything will break somebody. You know what I mean? Pe every day people would be broken. And I feel like if I I feel like I needed that another person's love to help me feel stable and comfortable to give me the space and room to love on myself. Right, because I wasn't getting it from anybody. I wasn't even giving it to myself. So I had something somewhat to mimic. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, being there for me. I should be there for myself just as much. You know? Mm. Oh, putting me first, even if it was sometimes. That means I should be putting myself even sometimes too, compared to none, no times. You know what I mean? Mm. So I don't believe that you have to heal before being in a relationship. But I believe that you have to be aware of your faults. You have to be aware of your challenges. And we're not. There's things that we won't ever know. You know what I mean? But we have to be conscious of, like, how am I and what traits do I have that could push somebody away? You know what I mean? How am I in a relationship? Do I even compromise? Do I even want to meet someone 50-50? Or am I the type of 20, 80% girl? 20 for me and you go the 80% of the way, right? Because then all these things depict the type of person that you should look for, right? Don't look for someone who's saying, yo, I'm only going 40, 60 for the girl, 40 for me, and you're going 20. It's never going to work because... People were going to always be missing each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So I believe that understanding myself is definitely, has definitely been a key component. Um, but also being patient with myself, knowing that I'm not a relationship guru, but um, knowing that I do have love to give and that it takes time. It will take time for me to be the person someone wants me to be. It'll take time for me to be the person that I want to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And not just thinking about the, the other person being patient with me, but am I willing to be patient with myself through the, the lows of the relationship? Or as soon as there's a bump or a low, am I going to run? Because I used to be a runner. Oh, she's yeah. a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> that was me. Okay? Yo. I, yo. Like, like Usain Bolt, man. I was bolting out of there as soon as it was bad. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why in my last relationship, my marriage, I really um, stayed. So I stayed, even though it was bad. By the way, y'all, I'm, I'm recently divorced. We I'm a divorcee. We're going to get there. Get uh, it's in the works right now. Yes. But um, I think that's why I stayed, even though there were so many red flags. Because... I was using something that I used to do in my past relationships, but I, I attached a negative connotation to it. Mm -hmm. So I went to the opposite. I didn't want to run. I wanted to stay yeah, yeah. no matter what. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially like getting married in the church and everything like that. It was like there was a lot hovering over me. Um, but yeah, I feel like if I was more patient with myself, like uh, shoot, I would have I been out in the first year. No, I'm not saying that, you nah, know? But honestly, I think that um, you did the right thing. Mm. And I don't think you should second guess yourself. Yeah, because definitely not second guess myself now. Because your skin won't be as clear, honey. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you would not. Uh, you know, it's a little hot. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's yeah. like I honestly do feel like look at yourself in the mirror. How do you feel? And if you feel good about yourself right now yeah. in your body. Then yeah. maybe what you're doing, yeah. the decisions you're making yeah. are not so off. And that's what you have to look at too. Like since I separated, like 
I got a promotion. I got accepted to the MSW program. You know what I mean? I got a new part-time job. I'm a family counselor. Like the podcast has been like excelling. We're doing these workshops. You know, my personal life is glowing. I'm working out. I'm fuck. Hey, I was gonna say a bad word. I'm freaking. Hey, we have families watching this. Yo, I'm freaking vegetarian. I'm eating healthy. Like I'm taking time for myself. You know what I mean? I cannot. I, yo, doing more self care and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And um, I really use that to to every time I go through a low to help me pick myself back up. Because there's been relationships that I came out of, and I was like, honestly, I felt like I wanted to kill myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I felt like, um, like I was really, I was having suicidal ideation. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. I did not want to live. You know, mm -hmm. and it's such a contrast to how I'm feeling now. And I'm coming out of a marriage. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I'm living life like I've never lived before. Yeah. Because it's sometimes when you're in a toxic relationship, and I, I'm not going to lie, I was toxic in the marriage too. Like, I can't just blame the other person. You know I, what I mean? I remember. Yeah. I was just <laughs> as toxic. And it was just, the only difference is, is that I couldn't, once I was more focused on the relationship, I couldn't allow all that to continue. It just didn't make sense. It wasn't something that I envisioned for myself, and I'm pretty sure that wasn't something that he envisioned for himself either. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, to this day, I have, I still have mad love for him. I respect him. You know what I mean? Even though we don't communicate at all, I've learned so much from him, and I know for damn sure that he learned a lot from me. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just the wrong person. You know what I mean? And you can't force it. And my problem was I was forcing it. I had different reasons to force it. You know what I mean? Like I said, even... Some were valid. Yeah, you know what I mean? But... Um, don't force it, man. Yeah. Don't force it at all. Yeah. And if you're uncomfortable something, yo, tr me, my biggest things, when we were doing marriage counseling, my biggest things I said, um, well, that the, the pastor revealed that were my issues that I don't like in someone is lying, unloyal, and dishonesty. They, uh, well, they all tie into the same thing, you know? If you lie, you're not, you're not being honest, and I can't trust you to be loyal to me if you're not honest, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And ultimately, that, that just lumps into being a cheater. I like I don't like I believe people can make mistakes. I don't believe you could like oops and slip into the pussy. You know what I mean? I don't believe that's a mistake. That's what we're going today. We're, yeah, I don't believe that's there. a mistake, but I do believe that like yo, if you know that you've made wrong decisions and wrong choices and you could own it as a man or a woman. Accountability. Accountability. I will I would love that. Like yeah. someone said, I'm sorry, uh, you know, uh, you know, I had sex with your friend and, uh, you know, I really apologize for that. But whatever you want to do, if you want to leave me, the ball's in your court. Give me the choice. Yeah. I feel like when someone conceals the truth and hides it I, and I don't have my choice anymore, I, I feel duped. You yeah, know what I mean? You feel like you're a fool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and so now that we uh, segued into um, marriage and divorce um, here in Canada, what are the reasons why people divorce? So the number one reason is money. It's funny, right? Oh, that was nothing. He, yeah, he, I know. he immigrated to this country, he had not a zero dollar, mm -hmm. and like it, that was not an issue. 68% uh, of divorces are due to financial reasons. A lack of meeting needs is, is the first reason uh, in, in regards to uh, uh, financial reasons. And then the second one is like a gap between incomes. Mm -hmm. So um, I think personally it played a huge part in the demise of my relationship, mm -hmm. well, well, the most recent one anyways, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, when there's a, a disparity in uh, financial income within a relationship, it kind of impacts the, the patterns of behavior, mm -hmm. the interactions. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you're going to work on walk on eggshells. Or, and it or can lead to financial abuse. Exactly. So um, that's the leading reason. And then the second one is cheating. Oh, here in Canada. Why is that second? Why could I, that be first? Whoa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like me, listen, I used to be a cheater in every relationship. Oh so at one point I thought I was getting my own karma back. You know what I mean? But then I realized like, nah, man, I'm growing and I'm a different person today than I was yesterday. So it's like, I had to like get that out of my mind. And it's like, I, like me, I could tell you the first reason why he cheated, you know? I wasn't giving him any attention. I didn't know how to be a wife. I, I didn't even know how to be a girlfriend. Right, that's when I met you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. You know what I mean? I had no clue. Plus, I just got, I was out of school for 10 years. I was like, complete different lifestyle. So I was in school. I was very focused on my education, very focused on changing my life. I didn't want to own the label of being a wife. It took me so long to call him my husband. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, God just, God just allowed me to know me. And I started loving me. Like, why do I have to, like, change me and be a wife now? I it was remember because that's when we met. It was that's when we your, met. During that during change. Your first, your first year my of marriage. My first year of marriage. It was and my first you, few months. It was yeah. even a full year. And, and you kept talking about being married. I'm like, no, have mercy. It was and I had just gone out of my long-term relationship. And every time you're like, yeah, being a wife. Being a wife. Yeah. Like, I had to, like, sis. force it in my head more and more. But, yeah, no, I wasn't giving him the attention that he wanted. And he was someone that was raised with like a bunch of women, so used to being overly um, affectionate with each other. And I was raised by a single mother who only had brothers and would bust up any dude. You know what I mean? So it's like I, we weren't hugging, we weren't saying "I love you." You know what I mean? So our upbringings did have a lot of impact on the way our marriage Absolutely. went, also. But um, yeah, I can tell you right away, I contributed a lot to it. But at the end of the day, I believe it's a choice. Like mm -hmm. someone could treat you so bad if you choose to go cheat that's on you let the other person go you know what I mean or before you get to that point communicate you know what I mean be like um you know these are things that will push me away and into the arms of somebody else lack of attention lack of this lack of cuddling da, 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 you know that's why any relationship I get into now we, we put in everything out of the table. How do we want this relationship to be? What are our negotiables and our non-negotiables? Because I believe like these are not things that people talk about. And no. this is something I didn't talk about in our marriage. We did marriage counseling, but not once did we sit down and say, like, what do you want? What do I want? You know what I mean? What are my non-negotiables? What are things that I'll bend for and what are things that will break me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we just went into it and it's like we weren't living together before we got married. We weren't being intimate together before we got married. So it's like marriage, intimacy, living together, everything at once. And I'm like, it was honestly for anybody who especially grows up in the church, who's Christian or religious or anything like that. If that's how you want to do it, that is 100 percent OK. But take the time to ask the right questions. And, you know, there's uh, um, premarital counseling. Yeah, that's what we did. Premarital counseling. Uh, like after we no premarital counseling is before you get married. Yeah, but premarital counseling is supposed to be um, more effective than counseling after you're in a marriage or mm -hmm. a relationship. Mm -hmm. So um, it's they highly like therapists and counselors highly recommend premarital counseling rather mm -hmm. than because uh, most of the time when people go to therapy after they have problems, it's already too late. Like yeah. one of the partners is no longer interested. They're yeah. like they're their foot is out the door. Yeah, like by the time he was ready, I wasn't ready. But premarital yeah. counseling works, but you have to see those red flags and you have, like I know people who t do premarital counseling and like they see the red flags, they end the relationship. But like yeah. us, it's like we, we called off the marriage, like we called off the wedding, like I think I think I called it off like three, four times. Oh yeah? Yeah. 
That's crazy. And I still went ahead with it. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. So it's really about like standing firm, not letting people tell you anything. That's why like the, the main thing that I took away from any relationship is, yo, don't let the outside voices come in and feel like it's going to navigate how you, it's going to influence how you navigate the relationship. Okay, so let's get into the third reasons. Constant fighting is one. Mm. Um, this is too much. Like when all you do is fight, there's no enjoyment in a relationship. Like, why would you stay? Yeah, it's blasé. And then intimacy is the fourth one. Like, like sex. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, incompatibility is a thing. Yo, I didn't know. Yeah. I, well, now I do know. <laughs> it, it is. But a I thing. didn't know before because you know people always say sex isn't everything. But I can honestly tell you, it's a lot. <laughs> it's it a lot. It might be everything. <laughs> um, and then abusive. Yeah. So abuse. Why would abuse be the last one? Because it's, it, no, it's not the last one. Oh. Uh, it's the fifth. And there's seven. Okay. Uh, abusive is, uh, is the fifth reason why people will get out of a relationship. Why would they would divorce? Okay. okay. And uh, just to clarify, abuse can go like from, when we talk about abuse, we're not necessarily talking just about uh uh, domestic violence or physical abuse. There's emotional abuse that is very, very, very high mm -hmm. and, and tricky. And you it, can't even and pinpoint it's very it. Very hard to prove. Yeah. So this, even if you would take someone uh, to court for this, it's very hard to prove. It's yeah. So there's there's emotional abuse, psychological abuse. You know, when someone is constantly shaming you, you down, guilting you, constantly putting you down. Yeah. Like, Making you feel like you need them more than you really do, yeah. or making you insecure, isolating you from your family and friends, telling you uh, little things here and there to make you insecure. That is like before it gets to physical abuse. There's a lot of emotional abuse and psychological abuse that happens before you get there. Yeah. So um, drug addiction. So any. Or any addiction, Any addiction, really. period. Any addiction, like alcohol abuse, uh, drug addiction, because, you know, it's very hard to control or to be in a relationship with someone like that. And I, and I, th I think when it comes to, like, addictions, people don't understand that they're also, it's a disability. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people don't take the time to even want to support someone in that situation to get help. Sometimes people don't even want to get help. You know what I mean? And people can be addicted to sex, Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like addiction, period, and, and just understanding that, like, are you willing to hold that person's hand with them through the process of their healing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people would rather end it. Yeah, and then the last one is early pregnancy or, like, these early relationships. Mm -hmm. So you've been with this, uh, your high school sweetheart mm -hmm. for since you were in high school, and then, you know. Years go by, you have a child in, er, in your, you know, your early 20s. Those usually end up in divorce because... Um, they stay together just for the kid? Not only that, but also, like, you stay together and change. You're different mm. individuals over mm. the years, and yeah. maybe you don't connect the way you did before. Mm -hmm. And it's just the time. You, you, we need, in order for a relationship, that's what the research says, in order for someone to be fulfilled in a relationship, you have to have a, an individual identity yeah. and a couple's identity. And sometimes people get confused thinking that, oh, I'm with this person, now we're one person. Yeah. You know, no. Well, you move as one, you move as a unit, but you have two separate minds, you know what I mean? And that's where you have to put two and two together to and make one. And you have one. separate needs, and mm. you might have separate goals and combined goals. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm. 
And sometimes when you don't have th those parts of your individuality, that long term becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so let's get into, you know, you single. We, I'm single. Yo, we single. We single. We single. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see why people stay single. You know, because I've been single for a couple of years now. Yeah, let, let's, you go first. Oh, girl, what? That was not, that's not what I was going to, okay, fine. <laughs> so, uh, research shows that one of the reasons why people uh, stay single is freedom of choice. Mm -hmm. So, to be free to, like, you know, to be free to date whoever you want, uh, have more choices, and be able to fulfill your own goals. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, Another reason, a uh, second category of reason would be constraints. So sometimes people uh, need time to decide uh, about their sexual, you know, sexual orientation could be a thing. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes um, sexual difficulties mm -hmm. is, is also a thing. Like people have a hard time being intimate. Yeah. Um, and then having children from previous relationships. Oh, the baby I, daddy, baby mama thing. <laughs> I didn't know it was really that 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 much of a thing, you know what I mean? Because nowadays, you know, like you have you know baby mamas and baby daddies who are looking like a whole snack, you know I, what I mean? I, no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been I, I've been milfing for a minute, you know? but um, I'm saying, <laughs> uh, no, 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 like, but it's not just about the baby daddy. I hate those terms. I, like, I don't know. I kind of like it. You want to be my baby daddy? No. <laughs> I can't stand. Um, no, but no, it's not. And anyways, for me, because mm -hmm. I do have a child from a, a, a previous relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't have one now. But <laughs> 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 um, and uh, no, like my little son is a little human being mm -hmm. that I have a lot of respect for. And um, you have to be someone special for me to bring you into my mm -hmm. son's life. Mm -hmm. And I have been, you know, I've, I've been dating, but, you know, I do, I'm going to do the math and I'm like, I don't know, do you, do you deserve this? Do you fit the roster? You, you, know you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you worthy enough to you, meet the big Nate dog? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> this is big Nate. Yeah, and for real. he takes his role seriously. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's so, true. I don't know. It's just, uh, I am so afraid to, uh, you know, just the separation of his parents mm -hmm. is a traumatic event for mm -hmm. him. And I am so afraid to contribute more trauma. And to, to bring son. external people in who, who won't be there for long. Like exactly. The passing and going exactly. and the impact that that might have on him, yes. you know? So to make him feel like relationships are unstable. And exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, you know? I feel you. So that's one of the reasons why um, I don't really, like, date a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm also, like, I don't have a lot of time to date. When you have a child, you don't have a lot of time mm -hmm. to date, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but then also the factors of the how he can potentially be affected by, you know, especially, like, let's say his father is in a new relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm in a new relationship. That's mm -hmm. a lot of... A messiness. That's a lot of, like, new people uh, for him relationships to, get to, to, to manage for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and my son is very vocal with me. And when he's confused, he's going to tell me, like, this is a new role. This is a new person in my life. I don't really know how to feel. Mm -hmm. So imagine me adding another person in his life. Yeah. So I just wait until he's ready. I, I feel like he's ready. I'm ready. The stars are aligned, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> but for that to happen. Mercury's in, Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, Mercury's <laughs> in retrograde. It's the green light, you know. Yeah. You know, but uh, to find a man who's patient enough for that, who uh, is going to understand my reality mm -hmm. is, is key, mm -hmm. you know. And until that happens, like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm always single, guys. Yeah. Um, I'm really into, like, I don't know. I'm really into, I love, okay, I'm loving what I'm going through right now. I'm not oh, going to yes, lie. Yes, reasons. <laughs> Tell us. Stop. I'm loving what I'm going through right now, and I'm really into the non-exclusive talking right now um, and just having fun. Like, I'm, I'm all about experiences, you know. I'm going to, like, different places I've never been, you know, like, and I'm just having fun, and it's no strings. And one thing about you, there's always a man behind you. There's always someone to, with no strings. No, it's not like that. I, I ain't no loose goose, okay? I'm no, really, no, that's what I'm saying. There's always some goose. guy who's, hey, can I pay your bills? Yo, stop <laughs> Can I pay your bill? Can I pay your telephone bill? Can exactly. I pay your automobile? I'm like, girl, where you find <laughs> no, these guys? No, honestly, because you know, I I realize that I I love men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not just as in I want to be intimate with a man, but like I am a I am I. I'm, I, I do identify as a black feminist, you understand? But even more so, that's why I love my black men even more. Because I know in my community that for one of us to excel, we have to excel together as a community. And I love loving on black men, and I feel yes. like they've been so, like, you know, the whole black women against black men thing. It's like at the end of the day, and then we cuddle up next to our black men anyways. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know black men? Yeah, black men are yeah, shit. <laughs> I, I want a black man. Yeah, you know, you know? so, and, like, I really believe in... Like any, even relationships with my guy friends, I'm a really, uh, I really believe in changing that narrative. I really believe in loving on them and trying yeah. to be there for them. You know what I mean? Sometimes it gets a little tricky when, you know, that makes it feel like there's, it's deeper feelings and stuff. But like, you know, as long as you keep those boundaries lines pretty clear, I think, you know, I hate the gray. I always say <sighs> with my guy friends, I hate the gray. Don't put me in the gray. It's white or it's black. You know what I'm saying? You want me, let me know. Don't try to do things with me to make you think that you want me, but you don't want to claim it, but you want to have the benefits of, you know what I'm saying? Of me being a wifey. Like, no, we're not giving wifey treatment anymore to, uh, People I who have, don't want to be I, a hubby, I, I you know what I mean? I have a hard time with that. I have a hard time with that. But I'm going to get to it because I want to say something about what you said before that. It's um, it's true that, uh, yeah, we love black men, you know. And um, me sometimes, uh, throughout my single years, I've been... I enjoy just having a conversation with a man. Yeah. Like if let's say Different I haven't if I, I haven't been like dating for like eight months, sometimes I go for a year with like no interaction with a man. And and I'm like, damn, like I feel like just sitting down and chilling with a guy. Yeah. Nothing, nothing more, you know? And when that happens, you know, uh, sometimes guys are gonna be like, oh, they're expecting for something more to happen. But yeah. no, I'm really I just want I'm interested in picking just, your mind. Yeah, I just wanna have yeah. a conversation with a man. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I do agree with that. But the thing about doing wifey things, uh, when that I have a hard time with. You know why? Because, mm-hmm. because me, you know how I am. Yeah. If you come to my house, mm-hmm. I'ma feed you. Yeah. Only thing I'm not gonna do is rub your feet. Yeah. I love. To I love. might though. <laughs> <laughs> I love to love. Like that's yeah. my love language. Is yeah. caring for people, and I can't stop myself if I like you. Mm. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I'm not going to do this or do that, which it comes naturally to me mm-hmm. because of some sort of title or this and that. Yeah. It's, me, for me, it really depends on how you make me feel. That's a problem, though, because you see that behavior and then, okay, because I am like that, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm just 10 toes. 
period. For my friends, for intimate partners, for my family that I consider family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some I'm, people are just relatives. Some people are just relatives. I am 10 toes, but the problem is people abuse that. You know what I'm saying? If I see my boys have dirty feet, I'll be like, yo, I'm getting my nail clipper. I'm going to clip your freaking toenails, man. You know what I'm saying? That's dirty. Because if you go in and you're going bucking up with a girl and you're scratching her, it's all like eagle's claws. That don't make no sense. You know what I mean? I to me, I feel like that's, that's like, a, that's just a, you know, not everybody's like that. Some people exactly. be like, that's not my man. I'm not touching his feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? But other people will abuse that treatment. You know, and then the minute you don't do that, it'll be like something else. Or because you're doing that, they'll want to get sexual with you. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like for me, what works for me is having those clear boundaries. So I'm not going to see no man. Because mm. if I feel like you're abusing me one, one time, I'm not going to see you again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I can't like restrain my natural way of natural being. Natural way of being, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you're, uh, this is wifey duties. Da -da -da. Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. some wives that don't do that. Mm -hmm. you yeah. know, there's some wives that don't do that. So it's yeah. not, there's no wifey duties. There's some, a lot of stuff that I didn't do for my husband that I'm pretty sure that I should have. Yeah, <laughs> and that you will probably do. That I will do now. For someone else. Yeah, yes. it's, a, it's a compatibility thing like exactly. you talk about. You if know you what make mean? me feel seen, yeah. I feel re reciprocity. Yeah. You're constantly supporting me. Yeah. Like, I'm a I will do backflips for, for you, you my dude. I'm going <laughs> to cook for you. I'm going to make you feel, you know, yeah. I'm going to treat you the way I feel, the way I express love, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so another it's another category of reasons why people stay single is difficulties with relationships. Mm -hmm. So uh, examples in this survey were uh, answers like, I am afraid that I will be disappointed. Uh, I do not trust easily. Change scares me. Mm -hmm. So um, this is something that honestly that is rings true to me. That's top reasons why I don't. I'm not in a relationship, and I don't. Um, I, I don't actively look for one. Mm -hmm. Is that I, I've I have huge trust issues mm -hmm. because, like I said, I have I have been I've get, I've I kind of for like the my early twenties mm -hmm. throughout my whole early twenties I wore my heart on my sleeve. Okay, and you could you could totally tell when I'm in love. You can mm -hmm. totally tell how I feel whether it's with an intimate relationship or even in friendships. Mm -hmm. I, I would give myself. Mm. And then at some point I realized how there was a lack of reciprocity in some of my relationships and whatnot. And then eventually, but I have to say some men have treated me like a queen. Mm -hmm. Shout out to those men. Yeah. They know who they are. <laughs> and um, so like I felt like I'm so vulnerable. I'm very vulnerable. So, and I don't know how not to be that way. Mm. So just like what you said, instead of like, oh no, I'm going to change the way I am when I'm in a relationship, I'm not gonna do this when it comes naturally to me. Mm -hmm. I just have these boundaries as to who I allow in my, in my space. Uh, yeah. Where do I go? Or the types of people that I surround myself with. Yeah. You understand? Because um, it's so scary to be in a relationship and, and be that kind of person who gives yeah. yourself completely. Somebody, like someone that, I don't, I'm not talking, am I talking? I don't know. But someone that I'm having fun with, you know what I mean? No strings fun, actually said that to me. And I really love the conversation that we have because this person's mind is super logical and rational and I'm super intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a good mix. And they pointed out to me a lot of stuff that I needed to see. You know what I mean? Stuff that like other people were still abusing. And now I'm able to see my other relationships with other people as manipulative, as gaslighting, and so on and so forth. Because this person said to me, it's like, you 
like you said, you don't have, you are just you. So you do these things because it's a part of you. You serve mm-hmm. people. You're submissive naturally. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To someone that you see that you deem worthy, right? But the problem is you don't take the time to discern if they're worthy or not. You don't take the time. And it's like, and he said, you don't even care if it's reciprocated or not. Okay, no, yeah. And it's true. At the end of the day, I'm going to be me regardless. And a part of me doesn't care if it's going to be reciprocated, but a part of me wants it to be reciprocated. And that's the problem. How could you not care if it's reciprocated and want it to be reciprocated at the same time? Girl, you need to sit with yourself some more. I need to sit with myself some more. But that's why I'm like, that's why I'm liking what I'm going through because I feel like everyone that's in my life is for a reason. Even having that conversation was a blessing because I was able to see that, yeah, I'm overflowing with love to give, but I just need to be more selective of who I share that love with. I know that my love changes people. My love changes my friendships. It makes my friends be more open and comfortable and be more themselves. My love changes intimate relationships also. But um, my love has to do more with changing me, you know what I mean? And making me come to those realizations um, so that I could get it reciprocated. Yes, and it's very important. Reciprocity is key because over time, you're going to feel it in your body. Yeah, that's what he kept saying. He's like, you don't, you don't want to come to a day and you wake up that you're no longer you because now you felt all the hardships that you've gone through has really hardened your heart and you're no longer that overly loving, bubbly, I will kill somebody and then I will love them the next day type of person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in all these categories of reasons why people are single, you know, uh, this survey included women and men, and it, it was heterosexual uh, people. Mm-hmm. And uh, women gave higher scores on factors like having bad experiences from previous relationships and being afraid of change. And then men, of course, <laughs> sorry, that was negative. Mm-hmm. Um, Greater reasons to be single was avoidance, uh, conflict avoidance, mm-hmm. and wanting to be free. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's interesting that men think that being in a relationship, well, according to the survey, is it's not, not free. Being free. Well, I mean, like you have someone telling you what they want, their likes, right, and, and expecting you to appease them, and people have to make sacrifices in a relationship, right? So if automatically you're making sacrifices, that means you're not necessarily always doing what you want. But that's the thing for me. It's like in all relationships, for example, you have a relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. Do you not feel free in your relationship with your mom? Yeah. You do have obligations still towards her. Yeah. She does have expectations. Towards Maybe you. they mean free to just out, go out there and be dogs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because I don't want to be with no man who doesn't you feel, know, who doesn't Maybe feel free. free to be responsible to s- or accountable to someone other than their mama. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just a perception on relationship in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to be with no man who doesn't feel free. Yeah. Like go go on and be free. Yeah. And then now we're gonna get out of the neg the that's what that was it wasn't negative. No, it was but pretty enlightening. Yeah, if I do say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um six healthy reasons to be in a relationship. We need to come, you know, we have yeah. to why? Why why should we be in a relationship? So um this by Margaret Paul, um, two thousand and thirteen. And uh, she says that the number one reason, like the six reasons to be in a relationship um, is to learn and grow. Okay. And uh, if you you want something to add to one of these, please feel free. Yeah. So to learn and grow. That's what I felt because, you know, I was broken when I got into my marriage and I feel like he was too. And like we, we learned different things. You know what I mean? I was able to 
do more introspective work and he was able to do more retrospective work, right? I was able to look inside myself and he coming to a new country, he was able to look at externally and, and find ways that he could use it to benefit him, you know, the system here in Canada versus that in Jamaica, you know? Me, I had the opportunity to slow down my life, you know what I mean? I didn't have to be so fast-paced, fast this, fast money. I had, I had the opportunity to slow down and be like, who are you, Tamara? Who do you want to be? Focus on school. Focus on giving back to your community. You know, if you want to be a servant leader, leader, focus on serving. You know what I mean? So for me, it really, that's what it did for me, for real. Yeah, and I, I can attest to that. Mm -hmm. I have to say that, like, when we met, I remember, like, I've seen you grow in this relationship. I remember sometimes we had conversations where even, even if you had a conflict in your relationship yeah. and the way you reacted to it, yeah, like don't don't lie. Okay, sometimes I popped off, but maybe I popped off maybe like three times. So one time a year, I popped off, and I was like very not good. You know what I mean? But I learned to, I learned to cover someone's shame. Like the Bible says, like love covers a multitude of sins. Yo, you don't know what it's like to the whole church know that your man's cheat, your husband is cheating on you, and you're going to a meeting with the pastor and his wife, and you stand there firm and by your husband's side and cover his shame because what in a relationship what one do it reflects on the other it doesn't matter if you're married or not exactly you know what i mean and not a lot usually what some people do is like when someone does something they separate they distance they run mm -hmm. you know what i mean like, i ran problem. to him there was an issue that i was not happy with and it was unsettling but i had to stand there like a g and Hold up that umbrella, you know what I mean? Hold up that shield to, to block off the haters from us, not just from him, but because we were one, mm -hmm. from us. And that was the first time I've ever had to humble myself to bear the burdens of the, my partner. And, and But you know what? I, I really do respect that. But for me, when I say that I've seen you grow, mm -hmm. uh, it's in different aspects, mm -hmm. like individually. Like yeah, that, for that, sure, that, that too. That's a lesson that you learned that you could use in your future relationships mm. like it's a one lesson but yeah i feel like you being in that marriage was uh you learned so many things mm -hmm. i remember one instance something had happened and i knew that the way you reacted was not who How you I wanted usually, to be yeah. anymore yeah you told me yeah and, and we that, had stuck that conversation with me. stuck with me and i'm like yo tamara this is not who you who are you want. Yeah. it's not who you are now and it's not who you yeah. want to be yeah. and maybe you've been triggered into your own Reacting, pattern, yeah. yeah, and that's not it. Mm. And I remember you f being like, "Oh my gosh, yeah." I felt so ratchet in front of her. I was like, I felt so ratchet. <laughs> no. But when you said that, you're like, and if there's if you're around anybody, and, and you didn't say husband, but that's what you meant. Yeah. You meant I don't give a damn if he's your husband. I don't care if it's Jesus Christ. If you're around someone who brings out the worst in you, who makes you feel that all that progress was for nothing, yeah. you know what to do. I mean? you can and allow. I stayed I stayed two yes. more years but then the last incident I swear you were in my head and instead of getting aggressive I left and I went on a drive mm -hmm. I went on a long drive by myself and that's when I was driving by um Lakeshore Boulevard like the the end of the island with the water and I was seeing all these expensive houses these rich people billionaire houses you know and I realized I wanted to stop off and see the water but there was no place to park right because mm -hmm. this was a high value area these are high value houses right and high value people the only people that could park are those who go in their parking lot and that means you have to know those high value people that means you have to be high value yourself and what came to me was that like yo Tamara 
if you don't think of yourself as high value, you will continue to get low vibrational people in your life. I had to, I ha that's when I had the epiphany that like, I am high value. I deserve everything that is good. So when I went back there, yo, I prayed for him. Because I knew at that moment I could curse you. I could curse and I'll do all this stuff. But I prayed for him and I said, you know what? In your next relationship, I just hope that, like, you know, you feel the love that you deserve and that you do not ever treat another woman the way I was treated. You know what I mean? For me, too, I hope that in my next relationship, I never belittle a man. If, if I feel like I can't give him what he needs, to let it be known in the early so that we could decide how to navigate this relationship together. Nice. Y'all here. You heard that? Those are gems. <laughs> <laughs> Second reason to be in a relationship for healing. I personally think that's a big one. I feel like me being in a long-term relationship helped me heal from a lot of childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. And not because, oh, yeah, the relationship was the, the reason I healed. Mm -hmm. But it was the being in the relationship, the constant work on myself it positioned you yes it positioned healing. me in, yeah. my, in myself like even when i would have conflict it's like is this me yeah am i the drama yeah you know what i'm am saying am i the toxic one yeah you're toxic <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. like you're constantly you constantly asking yourself questions uh in relation to a relationship that you're having with another person it pushes you to to heal some of those wounds and, and to look at yourself yes yeah. look at yourself in the mirror and then um, another thing was that I was going to school at the same time. So I was learning all these uh, psychological uh, theories. Theories, yeah, and frameworks, uh, and then yeah. applying it to yourself. Yeah. And it looked like, am I a I'm statistic? A, yes, and, <laughs> and sometimes I was. Yeah. And yeah. then I go home and I'm like, wait a minute. No, this is not it. Or yeah. this is it. Or yeah. whatever it is. And so, yeah, uh, relationships can be a, a great tool for healing. Um, another thing would be support, whether financial or emotional. So, like, if you're healing, getting a partner who's emotionally um, supportive mm. is a good thing. Yo, getting the financial support was amazing for me. I was, I was able to put myself through school. And your girl just got accepted to a master's of social work program, girl, you know? <laughs> like, um, yo, it paid me. It paid. Mm -hmm. I can't say it didn't pay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then companionship, obviously. You, you are with someone. You never feel alone. Yeah. Uh, to create a family, so for people who want to create legacies, that's a, a reason to be in a relationship. To create a safe and loving sexual relationship. Safe that's and loving sexual relationship. Okay, wait. Safe and loving sexual. I find it funny that they put those two words I first. Know. Because so. you would automatically say, like, because, you know, you can have sexual relationships that aren't safe, that aren't loving. You know what I mean? And that's like a you can problem. Be in a you can be in a relationship and not have a safe and loving sexual relationship. I know. And you can have not fun sex either. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's important to, to uh, be in a relationship that is you are having safe and, and loving, loving sex. sexual relationship. Yeah, but what is really safe and loving sex? Is where the per you, the person is able the person is able to uh, communicate their wants and their yeah, needs and, and what I don't like. And fulfill your needs okay, and yeah. vice versa. Obviously, uh, be reciprocal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not be selfish in the bedroom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it's not easy for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Don't be stepping in no one's head unless you can take it. Okay. It, you heard of here first. <laughs> so. Um, now, uh, let's get into toxic relationships. Yeah. Woo. Okay, first of all, what is toxic relationships? 
So from the same article, the same uh, uh, doctor, a toxic relationship is one that makes you feel unsupported, misunderstood, and demeaned or attacked. On a basic level, any relationship that makes you feel worse rather than better can become toxic over time. A relationship is toxic when your well-being is threatened in some way, emotionally, psychologically, and even physically. So. Hmm. Okay, I've been toxic. Yeah? Yeah, I've been toxic. In which ways? I grew up, I think I, I think if you want to be politically correct, like the, some of the ways that I was brought up have been toxic, you know? I was brought up on tough love. So okay. sometimes I, I show tough love into some people that's toxic. You know what I mean? Because, you know, in that I heard a lot about feelings, feeling this, feeling that. At the end of the day, if you're coming out of there better, right, who cares how you feel sometimes? Sometimes your feelings will play games in your mind. Sometimes you will feel things that are not even true. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes I talk with a sturdy tone. doesn't mean I love you less. That you know is, what I mean? You are so smart. But it's true. This is my partner, guy. I hear it all the time. It's like, is your tone? Is your tone? I show, like, that's why it's important of knowing people's love languages. You know what I mean? Me, how I show my love is through acts of service, right? And through quality time and touching. You know what I'm saying? I'm a very physical person. I communicate with my body and I communicate through serving you, right? So someone could be like, oh my God, your tone, you're making me feel like you don't love me, you're making me feel this, but I'm going out my way to show you through acts, right? And that's why there's a clash of what, how people feel versus how the other person feels versus the reality. There's always three, th three sides to the story. Okay, so just to piggyback on what mm -hmm. you're saying, she's saying the same, the, well, same but different. Same, same, different. Uh, people with mental illness, such as bipolar disorder, major depression, or even depressive tendencies, mm -hmm. may be particularly susceptible to toxic relationships since they are already sensitive to negative emotions. Mm -hmm. For example, someone with a bipolar disorder who is in, in the midst of a mixed or depressive episode mm -hmm. may have somewhat weaker grip on emotional stability than others, and that may make, them, make that person an easier target for toxic people mm -hmm. you understand so that ties into what you just said in the sense that there's this uh, especially in abusive relationships i've noticed in my work is that you're gonna find someone who is already like insecure mm -hmm. has like um some sort of mental illness that mm -hmm. in which like or like have an anxiety disorder. Low self-esteem, lack of self-worth. Exactly. So that the other and person then can control. Match, and then they match with a person who's on the other spectrum. Yeah. Who's like, you know, a psychopath. Narcissistic. Uh, exactly. Sociopath. So that is the yeah. perfect recipe for a toxic yeah, relationship. It's true. And then true. the person who's on the victimized end is going to be like, you're abusing me. Yeah. Without noticing that. I went to you. I fluctuated exactly, to you. Exactly. For know? that abuse. Yeah. Because you know what it is? From my experience, and I was in an abusive relationship, both physically, emotionally, and psychologically for like 10 years. When something is all you know, and plus I was in that relationship from 16. So from the t age that I would should be developing still until like 25, I was with this individual. And sometimes when all you know is toxic, that's all you know. Yeah. You only know what you know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You could see this, this other view and aspect of a relationship in the movies and all that stuff. But if you've never experienced it yourself, you have no clue what to look for. You have no clue what to look for in yourself or in another person. You know what I mean? You automatically go, go to the thing that 
you uh, like subconsciously it's just it's familiar but it's the thing that abused you you know exactly. what I mean if not you become the abuser yourself so we have here a few signs to know if you're it's a toxic relationship without those like for example huge red flags type um, thing yeah red flags to know if this is a, a, a toxic relationship or, or not uh, for regular people not people who have like major disorders or mental health problems mm -hmm. you give more than you're getting That's just like friend, the friendships one, when we did our friendships episode? Yes. Uh, you feel constantly disrespected or that your needs are not being met. You feel a toll on your self-esteem over time. You feel unsupported, misunderstood, demeaned, or attacked. You feel depressed, angry, tired after speaking or being with a person. Uh, you, the person brings out the worst in you. For example, you're not you don't do drugs or you don't gossip, and every time you're with a person, that's what you do. Uh, you're not your best around the person. Uh, you feel like you have to walk on eggshells. That's a big mm -hmm. red flag. Me was bringing out the worst in you. Yeah? Because, yo, listen. The cheating back thing. I cheated back once. You know what I mean? Throughout my marriage. Tell I cheated back once. Yeah, I me. cheated back. And you know what? I didn't think of it as it bringing out the worst in me. But, like, at that very same night I came home and I told him. He asked me straight up. Did you go and you had sex with someone? And I said, yes. And I did it more so because that's the behavior I wanted him to mimic when in his situations. I wanted him to be able to tell me the same night that he did something. You know what I mean? But I, what I realized is that that situation, I stooped low. That's mm -hmm. why throughout the separation, I've been rising high. Mm -hmm. I haven't been, like, even if you, you know, sometimes you get an instant that you want to stoop low. You mm. want that fist oh, bulges yeah. up, you yeah. know what I mean? But uh, I've been trying to rise high. And a lot of people will be like, yo, if he cheats on me, I'm cheating back. That is bringing out the worst in you. You know what I mean? Because in reality, you don't want to cheat or you would have been a cheater. You would have been cheating through the whole relationship. Yes. If yes. someone causes you to cheat because they're cheating, you should, uh, you should leave them right away. Another one is you spend a lot of time and emotional strength trying to cheer them up. I oh, know I'm not doing that no more. Like you know, people who have mood swings, like get oh away gosh. from me with your yeah. mood swings. Uh, yeah. You're always to blame. Yeah, that's huge. Those, that's me. Those are gaslighting. Yeah. Gaslighting yeah. is a big. That's thing. me. And like, like I said, the person that I'm somewhat talking to, like he's always letting me know that why are you always apologizing for the smallest things? You always say sorry. You're always apologizing. You have. He's always like. Who made you feel like shit? You know what I mean? And, like, I still haven't pinpointed exactly <laughs> the situations. But I noticed, too, I'm always like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they're like, why are you? And then even in our conversations, sometimes I'm always coming off of the, uh, as like, I'm on the defensive. Because I'm like, I'm not the wrong one. I'm not wrong. And it's like, I'm, never, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Who always, who's making you think that you're always wrong? You know exactly. what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's a pattern that you were in before. It's a and pattern now, that I was in. So I'm always you, apologizing. and yeah. I'm always thinking I'm wrong. So when situations comes up where I feel like, oh, my God, is, is he going to think I'm wrong? I'm always like, I didn't do anything. I'm not wrong. I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, calm down. Yeah. I never said you were wrong. Exactly. You know? No, it's, you have to be careful not to repeat the same patterns. Yeah. Uh, types of uh, toxic relationships. So this is just to know that toxic relationships can be in families, friendships, it's not just limited to romantic relationships. Mm. And not all toxic relationships are caused by both parties. Some people are simply toxic. Okay? There's some people who are just toxic out there. And they're toxic to be around. They sap your energy with negative behavior like constant complaining, critical remarks, and overall negativity. Or they may argue with other, constantly explain why they... 
uh, they know better or point out the flaws of others, all of which may weigh on you over time. So narcissistic and uh, sociopaths, which is the most undiagnosed uh, mental health problems. Yeah. So there's a lot of narcissists and psychopaths out there. Yeah. Living their best life. And sociopath and psychopath are a little different, but yeah. Yeah. Sociopath is like, you know, they don't get emotional cues. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of people who are on the spectrum can be borderline sociopath oh, yeah. because you ha- they have to force empathy, yeah. but then that becomes somewhat manipulation mm-hmm. because now they're just, they're seeing your social cues, so they're trying to match. It's not necessarily exactly. what they feel. Exactly, exactly. They know how to act. Okay, yeah. I'm in a relationship, so this is what I should be doing. Yeah, and but this is what I should it. do to get you to behave a certain yeah, way. Yeah, but they don't feel anything. Yeah. And narcissists, it's people who are overly obsessed with the, themselves. That's not, no. And uh, so... A health impact, which is the last point that I have here, a health impact of why you should stay away from toxic relationships and end them ASAP um, is that a uh, 2016 University of Michigan study found that stress of negative relationships and, and quality directly affects the cardiovascular system. And in the long term, all of these factors damage your health and may even lead you to develop unhealthy coping behavior like drinking or eating. emotional eating. B, I gained like 60 pounds in when my you marriage. In relationship, eh? that, B. That, that was crazy because I, still I was that. like, <laughs> yo, whatever size you want to be, props to you, boo. I went from 160 to 260. That's like 100 pounds <laughs> in four and a half years okay i didn't see it coming i didn't notice it but i turned to food yeah like i wasn't even hungry anymore yeah. and i was just eating 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 listen 160 and i was 160 in 2016 in 2020 i was 255 that's crazy yeah it's really dangerous guys uh, and now i'm down yourself. 60 pounds y'all so and, yeah yeah and then as soon as she's separating this girl's looking <laughs> flawless her skin is glowing yeah and yo. me too like seriously yeah. i feel so much better in my skin i feel happier yes nice yeah. get lonely sometimes yeah but it's all good you know at the end of the day it's like you have to wait what is more important and for me where i'm at right now in my life peace mm. my peace of mind i will fight for it Mm-hmm. I will fist fight for my peace. Mm-hmm. I know? will pay. Like, I'm literally paying for my peace of mind right now. Nah. Going like, through this divorce, I'm paying. Yes. Financially, physically. I said, you know what? Anything goes. I will pay for that peace, literally. Mm-hmm. And you just have to know what sacrifices you're willing to make. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. I loved it. It was a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. First time airing out the fact that I'm uh, divorcing and I feel like so, I feel a lot better. But, but you know what? I think it was the right time. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. and, and that too has changed, you yeah. know? Sometimes now you took the time to like to process really do it. it. Yeah. And now, you know, Everybody I nearly knows. aired it out on this radio show, and uh, Zubo was just like, don't do it, boo. She's like, don't go there, you know what I mean? But I was like, no. don't tell us your business. No, I, I'm like, and for everybody who's in a relationship, you know, props to you. For those who are in a marriage, props to you. For those who are going through a separation, just know that you are not alone. It's not going to be easy, but don't have any naysayers around you. Don't have people around you who are going to be spewing even more negativity in your life when you're already going through a low and a down moment. It's not going to do any uh, anything positive for you. The good 
good thing that I had to uh, on my back was the fact that I had positive people around me, like Zupa, like my friends, uh, even my family. Even though if they really loved that person, they stood by my side. And I had to cut off some family who who didn't, you know. So it's really a matter of surrounding yourself with people who love you, who support you, and um, getting that positive mindset in your head that you know what this is just for a moment, but better days will come. This too shall pass. Oh, and if yes. you're single, get your life, honey. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like, we're good over here. We're good, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for uh, tuning in, and we'll see you next time.